imagine you just started out driving for for the the feeder series and then some guy some guy some german bloke just comes there we say fucking smash door and then and then <laughs> just ring my door fucking smash my door and then just said hey kid want to drive for me <laughs> you look okay get in in the most german swiss german italian of accents that you can do <laughs> What what hell have Purple Frontier Development have unleashed uh, without them knowing? <laughs> Is that the opening bit? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's uh that's a reference and one that you will later know once we go through the the this episode of Dialogue, the Game of Metas podcast. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. This is episode 105. Oh, yeah. 105. Well, this time without echo, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes a ton of difference now, huh? Every, now, now when the dead air hits, it hits louder. It hits louder. <laughs> Ironically enough, the silence is deafening. Uh, introducing the panel, we have uh, Daniel over there. Hello. On the other side is Anan. What's up? And I am Amirul Macronos Ashraf. And yeah, it has been another two weeks. Since the last time we uh talk in this situ in this situation in this uh in this very podcast and stuff has happened, as always stuff always happens. Uh, video games happen too. <laughs> I mean, like okay, the last time we actually got we the 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 people for our Dark Souls fans, you know, Souls Bonds were. Are excited that they get to play the game that they were waiting for half a year. Uh, you know the game about uh maidens and rings. Why are they Why are they excited to play games uh, the Sims again? Tapi <laughs> I don't know. Maidens and rings. Like uh, maybe because they like to try finger but hole. <laughs> <laughs> The jokes coming in. <laughs> At this time, it's more appropriate because there are many fingers laying around the, the less between. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, you see, this, this is the occasional jab at Elden Ring, but we're not talking about Elden Ring since we're not talking about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean... Or is it? You have to find out later. <laughs> <laughs> We may or may not know, uh, re, uh, revisit about uh, the the hotness that is Elden Ring, which is ironically enough not covered enough on GameMates.com. But anyways, video games. Video games. Mm. I guess we can talk about that game. The game that we we both were waiting for half a year. Because I think it was announced. Yeah, it was announced at the same time as Elden Ring. Is it E3? 
Because I remember Eldering show, making a showing at the Jeff Keighley punya show. And then three days later, it was the Sony show and then we get excited because we get to see cars go vroom. Ah, uh, my memories here. Yeah. Same. But from, That's why. But from what I remember <laughs> back then, it was definitely a couple years back. Let's say 2020, 2021. I went on record and say, hey, this game will probably take some time. It's probably gonna come in like in 2022. Guess what? It's 2022. You already passed March. We already in March. And lo and behold, it has dropped. It is real. I'm I'm surprised to live long enough to see Gran Turismo 7. <laughs> Gran Turismo 7. GT7. Yeah. So where do we go from here? I have lots to talk about. But mm. what to start with? What? Why not we start with the the first thing you you see when you open up GT7 what the 8 minute long intro not that i mean that <laughs> yeah yeah but also but also apparently the first thing if you start the game you open into that music rally thing which oh. is uh, <laughs> music rally is not part of the game technically uh, wait what it's like okay you have a menu screen Which is cool to see a menu screen in the game in like in 2022, and the only option here is go to the world map, which is in basically saying yeah this is the main game, and then you have the other choice is music rally, like what are we going back to what GT4 arcade mode and GT mode again? Okay. Oh yeah yeah. Ring the. My my only guess is that music rally is like such a late addition that. Let's just take it on on the main screen, and now we have an excuse to put a main menu. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, back on the pick. That intro. That freaking intro. Oh, I thought it was uh, room. <laughs> I mean, room. I'm, I'm glad that room is there, but uh, but but it's it's not spoiling the intro. Like, I I I'm I'm very grateful that they didn't go hard with bring me the horizons GT7 intro because they actually have a new GT7 arrangement for Moon Over the Castle, the the the, the national anthem for Gran Turismo. That's the anthem. Good God, that that intro goes hard. It's not like first up, you know how they uh I think it started with GT5. Where they tried to do like the two prongs of intro. One is like, oh, let's reflect on the history of cars and the history of the world. Wait, is it? Oh, is it GT six? GT five has GT five. GT five, yeah. GT six has. Uh, I think it has the same thing. That be not as pronounced as GT five, you know. GT five, like they 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 show you the whole process of building a car, right? From the supply line of yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. From the actually. from the metal, from the magma, and then into a bolt, which is then put into a car. Ah, like whoa, very in detail. <laughs> yeah, and for some, most people say this is a waste of time. But at least this time, they they. They lay it out that you, it tells you the history of the automobile in relation to the history of the world, which I I really like. Like, hey, this is the time Elvis was made prominent. Also, Cadillac, 
which would be weird when you see a juxtaposition like that when Elvis and then Carr. But when you go deeper into rabbit hole, you know that Elvis made popular popularized Cadillac back in the states. It was his name that made that brand to be the luxurious car of that time. It's nowhere now, but yeah, that time it was their heyday. Huh. Good guy. Hmm. But also, I like the sneaky stuff that they added that is in the game. Oh, they showed you the Indy 500 in the early days. They showed you a BMW Isetta. <laughs> they showed you. <laughs> there is an Isetta, but it's not in the game. But they showed it in the intro. Now they have, they have made a precedent. They cannot ignore that car. They purposely put that stock footage. So they have to put it in the game sometime soon. Like, after all that dinner doodle, and then they still show you the manufacturer of the car, and then transition into the game, and then the anthem kicks in. And boy, I I think I've been transported back to like 2002 or 2004, or whatever it is, because it has that vibe, <laughs> that old school vibe. The J-Rock blaring, the cinematography of like the camera going side to side, rotating around a speeding car, and cars spin ala out of no other reason, just for dramatic purposes. <laughs> it has everything. Like if you check checkbox of the essential recipes of a Gran Turismo intro, it checks everything and more, and they went hard on it. To the point that it's almost the full rendition of the song. I thought it was gonna end. No, that's the breakdown. Oh no, we have the second chorus. <laughs> it keeps going on and on. God damn it, man! That that was the most. We have an eight limit time, eight minute time limit, and we're gonna use all eight. <laughs> If it wasn't for that eight, I think they would make the full song uh, appear there. It's just missing like I think one one more breakdown or something like that. Yeah. That that sets a very uh, what you say, a tone that GT Seven, unlike GT Sport, is very much a return to form. It's back, is looking back to its roots and saying, "Yeah, this is our future. <laughs> this is what we gotta do this time around. Bring back all the good stuff you remember that you guys been asking for. I see you guys. I see. I see that those guys in the YouTube comments asking specifically to have." Custom races where you can pick the cars from your garage, your customized car in the garage, and then line them up into your own custom race. There, yeah. plen- there are plenty of that comments. If you go back and look at Gran Turismo TV, uh, the YouTube channel for the game, prior to the release of GT7, there's a lot of the same comments being echoed by the not by the not not a one guy situation here, but plenty of guys saying. The same thing. They want this. They want this, and they give you more. They let you customize the driver names. <laughs> My God, that's so extra. But they did it. But yeah, where do we start? Uh, where we've already started. But where else? What else can we talk about GT Seven? There's a lot to talk about here. Oh, can we talk about they don't including their esports drivers into the two? Into oh the yeah, game. yeah. The my favorite cameo. Oh, who's that guy? Oh yeah, it's Daniel Solis, <laughs> the the compet- uh, the the winner of the GT uh, GT channel. North America. Yeah, the uh, GT North America on your side. Uh, <laughs> what? And then, Ooh. and then one day, uh, and then you go to another race and say, eh, 
Ciao. Uh, apa? This is uh, oh, Radio Galo. And then Radio Galo. The other is you go see ah, Konnichiwa. I'm uh, Ryota Kokubun. Oh, she's also there. Oh, that's so weird. The weird thing about GT7 is that they 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 took some uh, they took some of the comments to heart about uh, the game being like soulless and stuff, right? So this they decided to like go hard on putting talking heads. Like they did that with GT6, right? That there was mm-hmm. a tutorial with a character, right? But then. I don't think it goes that long. No, yeah, it's just after the tutorial. Okay, have fun. Good luck. Yeah, have fun, right? But now, every everywhere you go, there's a talking head. Like you don't see the the character is just personified with a icon of the 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 portrait. So that's why I'm calling it a talking head. And all of them does not have voice acting. So it's GT Seven has literally become a visual novel. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting it out there because not only that when you see the drivers right you go to a race and then suddenly oh we, we have a dialogue uh, optional dialogue you, you can access and then you display this kind of text like oh uh, uh, who's that guy again the French guy there are two French guys I want to mention is it uh, Baptiste Beauvoir uh, Baptiste Beauvoir yeah I'm Baptiste Beauvoir I'm from France Hey, if you want to try out, let me give you some baguette. That <laughs> sounds so weird. If you don't know the context of that guy having no, a running no, 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 joke no, 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 about the... making, uh, get uh about about eating baguettes, you would thought of it as some <laughs> some What about the other freshman? The... Yeah, what are the other freshmen? The whip. Hi, uh, the 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 other freshman. I think is uh Pegane. Yeah, Pegane. Uh-huh. Uh, hi, I'm Pegane. You might not not notice me with my head, with my iconic head, <laughs> the for the cap. And then, like, I really, I legit, I went to watch the 2020, the uh-huh. one before before COVID. You know, yeah, he he did race with the mini cap. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't know because the portrait doesn't have a cap. Yeah, you should you should remember if you. Like, I usually are not seen without my cap, my iconic cap. Ah, that's <laughs> and th- there's a lot of like callbacks to all these events. Like make, they are trying to make this like oh we we like this is some hype event that you might have missed out. But come check check a look, take a look. Ah, uh, the the Chilean Porsche driver in Stroza or something. Mm-hmm. That guy says oh I I won this one race. I I kind of like pop off. I I sometimes like look, watch back the the videos saying I'm I'm surprised what happened like I it's so weird when you don't know the context but I know the context and yeah 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 that checks out that that's true <laughs> he did pop off real bad when when he won that race like he did the clutch essentially and because you know how these guys are kind mostly reserved and then sub- suddenly this one guy did a FGC with a pop off. Of course, he's gonna get attention. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those like the weirdest part about the visual novel is that they start to like uh, share bits about their, themselves. Like, oh, this is how I got into cars. Uh, guess what? Most of them are uh, uh, because of Gran Turismo. <laughs> Who would have guessed? My dad and I love playing the original Gran Turismo back in 1999, oh, and man. I am now a talking head in your video game. <laughs> hey, it, you know that time when uh when the the family is like watching TV, so I have to use the PS One's uh oh, yeah. portable uh, I like, uh, display, yeah. right? I was that guy too. And I, I, I like, a talking head. Uh, <laughs> that that is a, a deep touch, lah. Like 
Oh yeah, when, when they want to watch TV, I would open my PlayStation. Such a what? PlayStation mm. with the reserve trademark. Ah, uh? <laughs> that reserve logo. That oh <laughs> god damn it! I I like that they are free to like name drop stuff as well. Uh, Mikizal likes Colin Ray's. That's why he lo- he professes his love of Subaru over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop about it. There's one guy that. Uh, inspired by Tommy McKinnon to race in in the Lancer Evos, and then there's that uh, French guy. I forgot his, how he, you say his name. The Rouge, the Rouge. The Rouge, I did. The Rouge, I think. Uh, uh, he he keeps saying that he's born on August 6 and it's his destiny to <laughs> drive the AE86. Also, he loves Initial D. Oh yeah, <laughs> we we AF. <laughs> we have a whip representation in our visual novel. <laughs> like it tries to be like through like be buddy buddy with you all the time. Like they they never all the time when they go and race and uh, I hope you have a good race. Uh, I'll try and do my best. Uh, and there is never a point of like oh I'm gonna take you down. Oh, you're gonna not get past me. Nah, this is this is the that very cheapo. If you cut off the racing portion of the gentle smoke, and you, uh-huh. you technically have the, those very cheap, cheaply made vision of that you get on Steam for like liver ringgit or something. And it's so, it's also kind of give off a wholesome need for speed underground vibe in the way that because throughout the progression you're gonna be upgrading your cars. And you're gonna uh, switch to different cars, right? They'll sometimes they just came in just to say, "Hey, I got a new car. Look at my old, new old BMW M3 here. It's not powerful, but I can make it work." Oh, suddenly that one guy, ah, yeah, I've got an RX7. I've, uh, I didn't tune it. I got it from a professional tuner. Oh, he bought the RE Amemia RX7. Like, okay. So they are also updating their cars and let you know that ah, I have a oh, new yeah. whip. Oh yeah, my Mercedes is now very powerful. I thought we the the Porsche car one. Oh, uh, did, are you are you ever did you follow the specification closely? Because if not, you cannot race your car. <laughs> oh yeah, and they are actually very helpful in that way as well, like giving you tips on. This is very helpful to newcomers. Like oh, this track here. Uh, there's a lot of high streets. Your car might should be tuned with more power. Mm. Or oh, one of the most useful stuff is that. Uh, for me, the one tip is that. Oh, if you were gonna put in racing tires, you better put a, uh, a suspension tune for it. Like they one guy even drop near drop a proper tuning setup. I think you need to put the natural frequency to three hertz if you're gonna make the racing tires at least work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that as well. Very, very good actually. Like, because I would because that that actually re- helped me for the 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 very hard GTT races. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, oh, I like, oh, I forgot to put the camber. <laughs> oh, we gonna, uh, can we segue into the su- suspension bit? Oh the, yeah, the, sure. Oh, GT Seven. I'm surpri- I'm very surprised that when they said, "Oh, we're gonna have an upgraded uh suspension system and vehicle dynamic stuff," eh? when they said that in the uh the hype uh the the marketing bit uh early in be- before the game's release, right? 
I don't feel like uh, is this gonna be anything? Is this gonna be just like another marketing spiel or is it? And then I put my hands on the controller again, like oh, oh the car wobble wobbles, <laughs> oh the car jingle jangles, oh oh ho, like more than ever before. Like if you eat a cup, it will eat you back. <laughs> Like, there are, like, curbs, like, you thought, like, maybe you can just ride on him, right? Okay, fine. But this time around, no. <laughs> not only it vibrates the controller aggressively, it also upsets the car. The camera also wibble wobbles very aggressively, saying, you, no, don't eat the curb too much. <laughs> and if you are not careful, the car will, like, tiptoe and probably go into a spin if you push it too hard. Very easily done. And you and yeah. you feel the grip being like, like even in you can even feel it in the early cars, like in the Econo box, Econo box, Econo box, yeah, Econo box <laughs> that you start out right. The the Demio, for example, you race the Mazda Demio. Uh, at what I think it was Lago Maggiore, which has those like undulating turns, right? You go uphill, downhill. There are like instances of like. You where you have to like heavy brake and if you pause well maybe not pause if you watch the replay during those heavy braking you can see the car basically the junket all of the parts of the back is almost like keeping out if you there if there wasn't a wheel there it would already keep over flip over mm-hmm. it's you can see that much of the the, the mass being transferred to the front like huh I see. That's why you don't break. Uh, you don't turn while braking. Yeah, because that makes sense. Can flip okay. the car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, remember, uh, there was this thought that we hit me and Mac had. Uh, we there is uh between the the amateur scene and we have a theory that technically for GT Seven you are not controlling the car. No, you're cl- controlling the lad driving the car. And like that's why I think that's why the camera is so much shake. So basically, technically, your your driver is shaking as well. Like if you hit the curb, let's say lah in Monza, you know the curb, the sec upper. I think Piro Piro Alta something, the the left and right before upper, the two less moves. Can uh. there is one big ass shikid, one big ass sausage that you can jump and then well destroy your basically destroy your line. Yeah. yeah, before I think like before GT GT Sport, when you cut that, that did nothing. Uh, yeah. But now I usually cut a lot of curves. <laughs> but now, <laughs> now when you cut that exact curve again for GT Seven, the car not only the camera, yeah, like I said, not only the camera shake, and you also like the car suddenly loses control because technically you're you're controlling the driver. So does does this mean GT Seven is the first? Racing uh, Mecha game In the market A Gundam Time when the game play Get in the core call Shinji Get in the core <laughs> Oh speaking of Vangelion <laughs> Wait, Have you seen the ending? No I haven't seen the ending yet You have to I'm... see the ending You My have goodness. to fight the last boss of GT7, you have to conquer Nurburg Ring and become the Nurburg Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Tanikin, this is... Tanikin, this is Elder Ring, man. 
The Nobody? <laughs> I, I, I saw that one joke about... Uh, we'll get into that later, right? That one joke about uh, Elden Ring but with GT7 UI. And then that one, one guy replied to that tweet. Elden Nobody. And that, what, that sent me, like, for quite a few minutes, the idea of, like, collecting the Nobody Ring. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay... Oh my god. No, do not touch grass in GT7. You'll lose grip. And <laughs> speed. Do, do not touch the grass. You don't want to touch grass in there. <laughs> Weirdly enough, most of the representatives of the like the the, the esports guys, right? The, most of the guys, there's only one woman in the uh represented as a talking head. So you can basically say that the game has no maidens. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, and yet we are still still maidenless. Maidenless? No, the picture of Sarah got maidenless. <laughs> oh my! Uh... God. My goodness! Talela. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, let me think about something. Let me think about something. Ah. Uh... There is like some setbacks to GT7. Like it's not all rules, and I still think this is a great game. But it's not without its faults, lah. Uh, the progression is weird. Like since you don't really have a career mode, because the whole game is the career mode. So basically, is like this is the progression of unlocking all the stuff. You you start with the tutorial, but that's not the tutorial. That is how the game is being delivered. You go to the cafe, to the GT cafe, talk to the cafe owner. The cafe owner gives you a menu, a menu book. And that's your objective to go out and do something. It's either go and collect three cars, uh, prepare me a... No, they, they, they said prepare me a tuned car one time. Like, huh? Wait, I'm, I'm at the cafe. You have to prepare me. <laughs> Food, not you like uh, like uh, what, what? Uh, it's kind of weird in a way that if you don't it's another thing about if you don't uh don't know about cars the idea of like why does food and car have to do with anything and why does it have to tie up progression it will be so weird i think i've seen reviews stating how how absurd it is but if you if you look again, if you look into the rabbit hood, it kinda makes sense. I'm gonna say it's the Michelin stars. It all ties facts to Michelin. You guys know about the Michelin star, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 the, the, one's the one star, the two star. Uh the bit the the highest so far I think is three star. You get that yeah. one, like whoa. I think like one of the the sponsors of GTN, uh, in I think everything you've seen this format, Iana Coffee, it's actually a one star Michelin coffee shop in Fukuoka. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm surprised that didn't get branded as the KP. Oh yeah, yeah. That, I was explaining like like why we can it's still can it's still GT Cafe is more iconic because. The GT Cafe, the Grand Turismo Cafe. Oh yeah, GT Cafe is a real thing. Yeah, you've mentioned that before. 
So yeah, yeah back to the Michelin star, right? If you, if you that Michelin star is not is the same Michelin that makes Michelin tires. That, yeah, it was the ironic. <laughs> no, ironic. It, it was a big brain idea at the time. Those like those pesky, not pesky. <clears throat> those those innovative French guys. Hey, how do we make people buy more tires? Make them use more cars. How do we make them use more cars? Let them Let's go. review restaurants. Yeah, <laughs> restaurants. Let them we review restaurants. Give them directions. Also put a note where are the nearest Michelin uh, auto parts uh, around there as well. <laughs> and then we let them go out and explore. Let them go out to the Grand Tour, as they say back then. <laughs> or as the Italians say, uh, Grand Turismo. <laughs> <laughs> the grand tour. It, it all grand. ties back, but but as represented in the seven, it's not that you go your destination is a cafe. The but the cafe is the start of your destination, that you will return to after that. It actually makes sense from a thematic point of view, as absurd as it is when you look at it on paper. <laughs> but the real complaint is, you only have one menu. You cannot choose your menu. It's a very linear progression. Like compared to like old GT games, and uh, you go to this the where the all the races are placed. You can like browse through. Okay, we have the FF challenge, the FR challenge, the turbo cars, the boxer spirit, all these like different races that are like suppose uh, with limitations to what car can be entered so ff challenge you need to have the drive thing of front engine front wheel drive and so on this and and this like gives the player some room of like to explore different routes so if you start out with an ff car okay you can do the ff challenge first if not then oh maybe i'll do something else there's like enough room for like oh let's try do do some other races you don't you have f- the feeling of freedom here you have to complete this exact uh exact menu you have to collect these cars which can be get at these specific races and then once you that de- done that one then we unlock the next set of cars the next set of races uh yeah it's I feel very railroaded. Railroaded. It's like much. I think it's, like it's more of the Panya style. It's like, uh, it's like those. Not really exactly the much on the Gratismo Cafe. It's more the actual Gratismo Cafe Motegi. But it's more like those yang kedai ramen yang specialize in one thing and one thing only. It feels like that more or less. Kind of like oh, okay. This is our menu, and. Uh, I'm sorry, this is what we only do. So basically, like, oh, this is what we only do. You just drive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean for, uh, from a newcomer's point of view, I think that uh, eases off a lot of, like, it makes it more approachable in that way. But for us who have played this, this sort of games over and over, I mean, this is a, kind of like a step back in the beat. I don't mind the presentation. As quickly as it is, keep that. But... Uh, I would have wished there were like more optional races on the side, like outside of the critical path. 
Like when you start when you start doing those menus, they actually give you like a few optional races, but those races requires cars that you are not eligible to own yet. Unless I guess you have the DLCs for it. Like they have like group four races and group three races when you are starting out with those econo boxes. Like how? And even <laughs> after the critical path, there isn't like many other optional races to take part in. Like unless I think like the mission stuff. I think they are banking on you not doing the mission stuff, you got. <laughs> Um, and also the GT, the very hard GT3, GT4, the GT1 to GT4, you know, I think they've seen the statistics of those people. How many of those people actually completed all of the GT4 races? Not many. Okay, let's turn this out. Uh, turn this out. This away. Yeah, start from scratch. Make people want to finish the content, right? Okay, fine. And the other bit is the racing itself in terms of not not the physics physics are excellent for for my book uh it's the way it is structured like there is an increment of difficulty like you start off with like two lap races with six cars no eight cars on the grid and then it keeps on like getting big uh, longer and, and bigger the the grid getting bigger the race length getting longer i think at maximum the 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 final few races will last you uh it will be a 20 minute session five laps of uh yeah yeah around around there two laps of the full noble ring that's around 16 17 minutes so yeah and the full grid is like 20 cars okay fine you have longer races and bigger uh bigger grids that's fine the problem is all of the races have you start at the back and it's a last to first challenge and the weirdest speed <laughs> of them all oh, yeah. it doesn't uh, adhere to racing rules the 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 green flag doesn't drop at the first position uh passing the the start line it's when you pass the start line so by the time you start the dude at P1 is already halfway through the track or something. Like if you do the Nürburgring 24-hour track, the track layout, which comprise of the Notch Life, the Green Hell, and the GP track, the car in P1 would have been already finishing the GP track and is already entering Notch Life. And you have hey, to... <laughs> I, I, uh, oh, it's always a... The, the challenge becomes like, oh, can you be a... Uh, uh, can you get a podium to hey can you make up a 30 second deficit also you have a moving traffic around you good luck and doesn't change until the end yeah the rolling yeah, the rolling start could be better because I think like one of the clubmen and the mini the mini clubmen is too is pretty good because optional races are good yeah, the option races, they fix the rolling start. So that means that it's not that far. I, thought, I think like the Tuscuba, would you want to race at Tuscuba? It's a road, it's a standing start. <laughs> so, it's just that for for the main critical path, they, they decided to let's not burden players into like going full on motorsports. But if they decided to like venture 
more than the critical path after the game's uh, quote-unquote finish, then you can, uh, then you can experience the whole other stuff that they didn't show in the in the mainline stuff. Like, you don't get to play around with Tioware, you don't get to try out fuel, unless, unless uh, you don't even get to do endurance races, unless you try out the optional stuff around, outside of the main races. There are, I know there's like a mission challenge that is basically the 24 hour of Le Mans with 24 minutes. Okay lah, I take it. But if they do put a proper 24 hour of Le Mans... <laughs> oh yeah, they, they put it only 24 minutes. Yeah, they, uh, it's only 24 uh, minutes. Alah, I want 24 hours. I want... If- I want to suffer. You are real 24 hours. I ah. want to suffer my... I think like before, uh, the the original GT4 ada. GT4 ada, that one. And this time, there is more motivation to do 24 hours races. We have dynamic weather and time. I want to suffer in my slick tires. <laughs> driving at 300 kilometers, driving in slick tires. Oh no, the rain is here. <laughs> You know uh, how, de- how detailed the dynamic weather is? You need to have a weather radar. <laughs> on the- you need to see, you need to have the rain dance calculator to show you, okay, is it raining? Or is it raining? Oh, where is the rain coming? Is the rain coming at this particular part of the track? Or is it all full of all of the track? Because in larger races, eh, larger tracks, again, <laughs> the example is the Nordschleifer. Only some parts can be raining, but some parts will oh, be dry. Oh, I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> you can race in mixed conditions. You can suffer even more than ever before. Man. I like that they went from, uh, we can only do like weather in these specific tracks and time at this specific, uh, st- uh, uh, what is it? A fixed time. But, now they went hard on it and they made everything dynamic and even more than we expected. Like wow. Oh, the dynamic time is also like very lovely. When you see it took me by surprise when I realized oh every track can have the time lapse happening. Like there were uh-huh. like instances where you just go around the Tokyo Expressway, right? And then go out from the tunnel. And then say, wait, it's already night time? I thought it was dusk. Oh, 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 it's changing. Okay. <laughs> but the worst part is like going from uh, night time to dawn to early morning. And then when you go to like, like if you do some, some of the lap races, okay, lap one, okay, I, I see the break marker there. Okay, that's my place I want to break. Second lap, sun rises, glares there. Which marker is it? I cannot see all of them are white. Oh, the, breaking, the breaking point, where's that? Where? where? <laughs> what the hell? I, I mean, driving in night time is also as scary as expected. Like, if you go down, um, when you race from dust and then turn into night time and then you go downhill through Mount Panorama, oh god. I mean, it's beautiful. You can see the, the city out there is all like. Uh, bright lights and everything but here in the moment everything is dark and then there's like a big spotlight at the back waiting to overtake you <laughs> like oh god also Ooh. the threat of rain is also pretty scary like yeah. you, see, you see a dark cloud <laughs> over there oh no oh no 
Papa Cas, please. No, I forgot to buy the the, the, the wet tires for this car. <laughs> Stop the rain dance. Stop. Meanwhile, fans, fans at the at the noise life at the side there. Oh, you know, if you drive at the at the night time, you can hear the uns uns uns. People are partying at the camp. You literally can hear the music being blared out like they are partying. You know how they are like. Uh, having a good time there, right? At the backside of the Notch Typhoon, like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, you are suffering. Yeah, Daniel, what are you going to say? Okay, like, no, just another thing, because I'm looking at, uh, recently, there was uh, this uh, blogger who went to the Montague circuit to visit the real Grand Turismo Cafe, and I'm seeing one of the menu, and mm-hmm. is the GT. The menu is called the GT. One side there is it's a red tomato soup and then it is the blue curry rice that you see in Hosonic which is c- c- the correlation of the color the GT colors oh god yeah. uh, the, the the sort of bisexual red and blue <laughs> only only 900 yen oh oh okay can you post the in chat <laughs> at least the what? link I want I want to see that Tapi ah, uh, uh, about that, about that, they didn't put. I I I'm disappointed about the track list juga lah. Because the track list, can you have the new uh-huh. the iconic tracks? Uh, apa? Uh, high speed ring, trial mountain, which I still hit sampai sekarang. Very cool. Yeah, And yeah. deep like forest. Tapi <laughs> like. Why are the more iconic tracks like? Hmm. Uh, I apa 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 nama yang that SS11 ni tu? I don't I don't think it's coming back because we already have Tokyo Expressway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Grand Valley, your... Grand Valley, yeah. Grand Valley is also a good track. Tapi, how oh, that... do you how do you FIA that track? Oh, that happens. <laughs> are gonna be a pain. Oh. <laughs> how do you? Ha- Because can, the the deep the deep forest valley can you see? Because the new track they have uh, Herman take it to a point. Oh, especially deep forest. What happened to you, my son? Well, I <laughs> you like I actually like the new deep forest. It's much more fun. And suddenly, the yeah lah. Suddenly, there is yeah. the Herman take iconic open ninety degree happy. <laughs> I don't know where. Yeah, which that... makes sense actually. Which makes sense because now it flows can better into uh-huh. the straight line. I mean, I'm gonna miss the old, apa, the long turn into the straight line and then into another long turn, which is, I think, the the most iconic part of Deep Forest. But yeah, we get think we got a happy instead, but still, that that flowy bit when you get into the Deep Forest, so to speak, oh man, that when you get nail that one is like, oh, that's so that's a faster twisty corner bits like, oh, that's so good. But yeah, it is like it. The, here's the thing: if we compare it to GT Sport, it is like no. If we compare it to GT Sport after all the updates, it is small. It is only four tracks. We have to mention Daytona as well. That got oh written. yeah, Daytona. Yeah, that is written. But it, it uh. that you cannot touch anything because it's uh, Daytona. It's there. <laughs> I mean, if you cut the bus chicken, that's the penalty. That's it. They can do. <laughs> But but here's the thing, yeah. For when it is that 
not not that much but if you think about how may, how much updates how many tracks they have put uh, compared to the launch of GT Sport it's quite a lot it is Sport originally on launch. oh yeah originally uh, on yeah launch. on launch there's like only Dragon Trail Majironi uh upper was that yeah, Dragon Trail and Magioni, yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the only two tracks, the fictional tracks, on launch. Because Sardinia and... Yeah, Sa- Sardinia like and the French Alphids, oh wait, Alps, uh, Alpice, that's also a, a launch track, yeah. It's only three, and then tambah lagi dua. Sardinia sama... The other track, I forgot lah. So, but they've committed to say that uh, there will be more cars and more tracks. They even confirmed that at least a Tes- Tesla Model 3 is coming in a future update. So, yeah, that that's a thing. Oh, please. Hmm. Please, uh, Motegi lah. Please, I miss that track. That is actually quite a fun track. Uh, honestly, I want all the Super Formula and Super GT tracks. Like, Motegi included. Motegi, there's, I think there's Sugo uh, and Ooh. Okayama. I mean, they got Autopolis out of nowhere. Nobody has Autopolis on their uh, radar. Yeah, nobody, uh, nobody has Autopolis since Nipple Street Pro Street back in 2007. Oh, oh, it did appear in Pro Street. Okay, that's cool. But yeah, that that's a very technical track. But it's only popular on a national level. Only in Japan. It actually needs to be in more games. I, I, I do highly rate that one. Even though I'm, I suck at it. But it's actually fun. In a way. In a way. Vroom. 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 The music is kind of... Oh man. It's all over the place in the best way possible. The, they got... They got... um They got licensed music again. And they forgot to put the stream mode. Again. Oh, yeah. Again, as usual. They, they're gonna put it. Don't worry. They're gonna put it. The, the workaround, there is a workaround for it, but still. Oh, yeah. A lot of interesting tracks. I, I'm I'm surprised that to to hear Idris Elba spitting hot bars about Black Mustangs and my bucks. But here we are. <laughs> Amazing. Broom, 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 broom. <laughs> <sighs> they rap about Maserati and Bugatti. Maserati has one modern Mas- car. Bugatti only has a Veyron. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thought that like it, it is the GT3 per year to like it, like the Snoop Dogg GT3 the song. It is the thought that counts. Uh, uh, <sighs> there's a lot of like interesting stuff there, especially. Now putting on music replay, then you get to appreciate the the weird songs because now it matches. Uh, the 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 camera switches matches with the beat of the music. So yeah, it's an instant AMV maker. As predicted uh, by our friend from the Shadow Realm, it is. Yeah. It is. Easy. If if the next update can, instead besides putting transmission mode, what about put? Uh, insert a song mode. Spotify. 
that one and but also I want like you can make your own AMV with actual anime songs like oh. <laughs> like Kevin, the Kemeno fans for the team ke ataupun uh, whatever lah or whatever the Uma Musume that, I, that I've shown you guys I don't know if it's dynamically dynamic enough to let you put custom music because from the way it works right now I I like to believe that they have to like custom adjust the music and the the, the camera switches that's why like even the the latest update they just added more music to the music replay since all, not all of the songs are playable there at launch but now the, the, there is 64 songs and i think uh i got i believe you can put the, the sweet tunes of pashabel's best hit canon in d uh as mm. one of the music replays you know the the classical hits like literal classical music <laughs> like classical uh, classical beats to listen to while driving <laughs> while driving and passing cars featuring mozart beethoven quite the mixtape i should say <laughs> I still can. I still believe my theory and why there is a reason that they can. It's either one of the sons or the daughters of cousin uh, of of cousin. And, hey, dad, look at this very cool anime music <laughs> video. People <laughs> made objectives of Gran Turismo, and then that's why he put he put that hastily onto the release. Oh, guys, I have an idea. <laughs> As inspired by our own work. Look at this anime MV. Why not we make it more accessible to people to make their own? <laughs> yeah, that's the wonderful thing about Gran Turismo. They, I mean, they they get over sometimes like hoity-toity and very serious about cars, and then they go bad shit in one direction. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, it never. I like how. Okay, yeah, like, I I like how there is th- this one specific Grand Turismo when your uh, AMV that I'm talking about is now has more views than the G- the actual GT7 opening movie on the GT the Grand Turismo Grand Turismo YouTube channel. They are at 290k right now. Well, Grand Turismo is only 250k. <laughs> see, 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 you can that, see there is a community. We're not talking out of us. There is a fan demand for this. Uh. Uh, Grand Turismo. Okay, okay, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, one more thing. Yeah. Okay, what how what level is your collection right now? Your car collection. Uh, ninety one car. No, no, no. Uh, I believe level ah, level ah, level twenty nine or something mm-hmm. around there. I'm only just reaching twenty one. <laughs> how many cars have you driven out of the twenty level twenty one guys? Um, a portion of course. I I didn't touch the Samba bus yet. I got the Samba bus, the Volkswagen bus. 
No, not the new ID bus, the bus, the old one. <laughs> the old bus. Uh, the old I, I, bus. I I know the 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 cur- the new bus is buzzing right now. <laughs> I mean, they very lazy. Uh, they, if you go watch all the car shows, the car channels, everything talking about the bus. But I'm talking about the the OG bus. Yeah, that one. The shitty bus. Apparently, they call it the Samba bus in GT, but they also mentioned it's also referred to the Type 2, which I think is more what more pe- most people know it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they call the Volkswagen Beetle the Volkswagen 1200 as it is named back then, but they mentioned, oh, it's also called the Beetle. Okay. The Beetle. So, okay lah. So, I think we can wrap up uh, our discussion on GT Sport. Okay. Mm. Uh, the GT Sport lah. GT 7. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think we can go all day. But I think that's enough. We can talk about... Uh, yeah, we can talk about... We forgot to talk about GT Auto kan, and the very interesting <laughs> animation that they have. <laughs> hey, how do you make your car get a white body? Literally pull it wide. <laughs> oh, <sighs> uh, I'm looking forward to see the weird stuff that comes in the future. Like as it is right now, granted it's not. It's a good time. I literally just this just now before we start recording the podcast, there was this one be or GT7 players at playing cops and robbers because you can buy the safety car. The safety car, yeah, I can buy the the Toyota, <laughs> the Toyota Crown, which is the which is the actual police car of Japan, and mm-hmm. then they are chasing one overpowered uh, Fiat 500. Oh, holy <laughs> oh, god! Oh, speaking about the Fiat 500, there is a livery of the car being uh, the fight oh, Fiat 500 yeah, yeah. as the car being. Allah, that guy should put it in the Kirby video too. Ah, but then it makes sense why the cops are chasing him. Okay. <laughs> There, there's a lot of stuff in Grand Turismo 7. Like, good stuff. Yeah, Maru scratching the surface. This is just the first week. It just, just came out this week. Last week, so. Uh, my review draft right now is that you get 4,000 words. I have a lot to say later when this review finish up. I I've seen that I have defeated the last boss, so now I can see I can review this game. <laughs> no, don't call me the double lord yet. Not so. Yeah, that's GT Seven. The the, bur- the, uh, the burgering. <laughs> you Yeah, so where do we go with this? <laughs> That's a lot of talking points. I'm gonna leave it to you guys. Oh no! Uh, I think we can uh, let's cool down Sikeda. So, can this is one of the biggest? Uh, what's we call it? One of the biggest games can of I guess. Uh, I guess March because they. Quite I got match is quite stacked to be honest. Yeah, I would argue the you, but yeah, match is also true as well. Elden Ring was two weeks ago. This pretty spot, and then next will be 
either the new Tiny Tina Wonderlands and Stranger of Paradise, aka Final Fantasy Chaos. Yeah, 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 Final Fantasy Chaos. Tapi kan, let's see. The pricing of these games are still uh, the usual for us lah. 249. <laughs> Which I think like is still equivalent to Singapore, to the US dollar like 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. For now, it's still 249. <laughs> for now, it's still 249. And 249, let, let me check. Get, uh, yeah, it, it is equivalent, yeah. Like four ringgit nineteen cents per dollar. Very, yeah, very expensive. Yeah. Oh, put the 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 expensive part. Uh, how how much is a Big Mac combo in here? Okay, a Big Mac 20, combo here. 18, oh my god, I forgot. Eighteen or twenty? Is it around twenty ish? Almost. Almost. Yeah, twenty ish. Come on, nineteen. So yeah, count that. Twenty four, twenty two four nine, twenty Big Mac. Hold on, hold on. Maths, maths. I cannot maths. <laughs> maths. Like a more than one, more than three Big Macs. Let's just say that. So expensive, yes, expensive. Yeah. So I'm trying to get by. Uh... No, no. Let me check. Is it eighteen times five? Oh no, that's eighteen times five is only ninety. Eighteen times eleven. Ah, there we go. Eleven Big Macs. Eleven Big Macs. For one game, you can get eleven Big Macs. Compared to. How many? You, how much is a Big Mac in US? Probably ten bucks. Oh, okay. Like, so we are using Big Mac economics now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the bit I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because we we're going to talk about uh, kira, because we're using the Big Mac economics right now again. Besides the games that we I I have to pay, you know, so that I have to review, aka G, well not GT Seven. This one was a very nice. Very nice. Uh, Mac is going to handle that. <laughs> and I guess, yeah, like, sekarang, if you want to buy, uh, as someone as who's well working and working with a very meager salary, uh, right, you can do okay, do do back. I don't know, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, back when sales was actual sales. Like you could get games, much um, I don't know. Uh, I guess like for the cheapest I've gotten a game was recently uh, Battlef- <laughs> Battlefield, the new Battlefield twenty forty two. Look at how much I paid for that for the PS four version. Mm. Two Big Macs. <laughs> But for forty, serious, yeah, forty bucks. Yeah, is that bad? Tickets. Oh god, damn! <laughs> Use copy, right? 40 no, new, new. Forty ringgit for a new copy of Battlefield twenty forty two. I want to say you get a good deal, but considering but the game, <laughs> considering the game is considering <laughs> the state of the game. I'm surprised the beta was actually the, the real game and they decided to ship it as that and that only. Like, what? I like how we played, we basically played the, played the full game. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, I like that beta 
uh, with the notion thinking that there is more to come. But that is the only thing that... Nah. Nah, man. I... No wonder the the community is also like... Given hey, up. Mm, <laughs> they also like... Eh, nah. Gee, I wonder what happened to DICE these days, huh? Trying... Uh, taking... Like, there is a joke that uh, my friends who are, you know, avid shooters can... Oh, they're just waiting for any holiday. Which are last, like, like, they delayed the, this update, this much update. It's actually supposed to come on February. But they delayed to, I think, this week. And one of my friends who is an avid shooter, by the way, they said, oh, shooty Chinese real, lah, too. <laughs> Even though DICE is based in Swiss, in Sweden. <laughs> he said like without even faulting out oh they're probably having the Chinese New Year celebration and they take a week off <laughs> man I mean we don't know actually what is happening there I hope they are okay but yeah not 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 a good look not a good uh <laughs> But yeah, still, is it worth that two big Macs of worth of game? Oh yeah, so this is where this is where my my new okay my new gaming index for buying because scan sales it happened every other week oh, the like game sales now every other week. So now my new method of you know buying video games is now is it more expensive than a Big Mac ataupun one Subway sandwich? Hmm. Oh, Subway is also the ringgit. Subway, I don't know. Yeah. Ah. But wait, uh, I check again. Big Mac a la carte is 10 bucks. 10 11 something. But so 10 11. So combo? for the set, it's like, combo is like 16. Ah, okay. Oh, Big Mac is actually cheap. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I see. I see. So that means I bought a better fitted for this for for the price of two and a half. Two and a half Big Max. Two and a half Big Max. <laughs> two and a half Big Max sets. I mean it's not that far. So, okay, so alright, so let's say a price of twenty ringgit that is I think like five dollars. More like give or take that is four American dollars five American dollars. Okay, so I think so that means I've bought Battlefield for 10 bucks. And I, I saw the resale value of like, because I do, uh, our friend Nashmi has given me this app called, uh, GameEye, which is basically they count the pricing of your, uh, digit, your physical copy. And I can sell this copy of Battlefield for $25. Basically a steal. <laughs> You can make money out of a shit game. I can get back like five bucks, twenty, fifteen dollars. You know, that's how bad it is. Oh man, I hope it doesn't go into a game flipper industry now. Buy a terrible game at launch as an investment. Maybe not at launch. After launch, just after launch, when it is terrible, then you buy. When you buy a lot, and then when the game gets a big update, the game's getting good, then you flood the market and resell all your stocks. Stonks! Where can I do that for Fallout 76 then? <laughs> <laughs> How many copies you have, man? 
that's a long term investment my friend you haven't reached you haven't reached the the peak yet maturity ya tak mature lagi pun hold keep holding hold hold the stocks oh god this took turns yeah like because unless it's like unless so this this is my new way lah to macam like I unless I want to let's say lah buy a game because right now like can money is tight because you know the economy is literally dying in front of our eyes so much like even though they are doing sales every other week like oh I still need to save money so if the game is not if the game is priced as like a normal lunch in Kuala Lumpur ataupun a normal lunch in KLCC my sweat I even that's why not bother I think Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 be 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 mind, not be mindful. What's the right word for this? Be strict. be wary. Be wary. Ah, uh, be savvy with your money. Be savvy, savvy. yes, yeah, savvy. I mean, if it's too good to be, you usually is. <laughs> Very nice. Potting it a drink coaster with the EA logo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's quite an expensive coaster. So was, so was Paul at 76, but I finished it anyway. Mm. I've made my 119. <laughs> oh, tau ya, tapi oh, I feel lah for those yang kena beli this month alone. Okay, those, those, those yang the FOMO guys, the fear of BCR of you guys, like, Oh, this month is packed. This, okay, let's say you already bought Elden Ring and GT7, kan? Next, you have to spend on... I don't know. The new Spinal Fantasy game, that's also another 200. The new Tiny Tina game, that's also another 200. <laughs> mm. And if you're on Switch, there's that new Kirby game. No, there's not to agree. If you want to play some Kirby, go Swaye as well. Not at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much is pack. Can, I don't think you're eating Maggie at that point. You, you're just eating the, that very cheap gardenia. The no, small you, bread and and then you slice it half. Uh, you eat the game lah. You spend your money on game. You makan lah game tu. The mothers of the mothers of all gamers cakap itu. Nak sangat kan main itu makan lah gitu. Tak turun makan. We call you for dinner. You didn't come. Kau eat the game lah. Ah man, I love my mum. Asian mum man. Asian mums. I mean, to be fair, it is true. Don't 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 spend too much on kids when you should spend on food. But still, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, pick. I I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think that every game you should play on launch, unless it is your work. Then there is some another conversation, lah. Hmm. Like, I don't think that everybody expect all the the game industry expected the one guy to buy all the big releases in one month. 
they are hedging their bets, right? So that's yeah, why yeah. you you can see like on the February of twenty fifth, Elden Ring is sold, as well as uh the release of Great Legends, which hopefully have very different markets, different players playing. Unless oh, you are in that yeah. Venn diagram who plays Elden Ring and Great Legends. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I remember like when I'm picking my physical copy of GT Seven, uh, at New Valley because because I might as well just go there for 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 some pre-order whatever. I think my the GT Seven copies are only like four, two for PlayStation Four for there is me and some other guy, and the rest like another five are for another two is just PS Five. But you know the overwhelming. Uh, the overwhelming majority of the games pre-ordered on that day, Triangle Strategy for the Switch. Wow! Wow! And like wow. there was a line, yeah, there was literally a line. People are waiting. Like I was like, oh yeah, I'm just here to pick up GT Seven. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that see that there is very different niches. And as the and the like, I think like the no sense part was like, so one of the guy, one of the sellers of the shop. As some guy was grabbing IT Tiger Strategy, they were trying to sell their balloons for. Oh no. <laughs> hey, this is another square in this game. You should get this. <laughs> oh, upsell, huh? Oh, you like this game? I have another good one for you. <laughs> See, oh, very good. We can see the coffee for you. Ah, <laughs> uh, Platinum Games. You know, very good company. They make me you know upper. Uh, uh that game uh the weird devil devil thing no not devil which girl which girl huh i forgot but yeah very good game platinum okay guaranteed good game <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i'm doing that accent but that just i mean you see that he, <laughs> you're, you're talking like a penjual tilam like no no the, the penjual cd at the pasamala back in the day that's how you do like oh ini bagus dia cerita boss very good <laughs> you watch it's just a bit it's just oh ini just one baru bang best <laughs> uh, definitely lah definitely. somehow it came naturally out like oh, oh okay I did that <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness yeah it, that's also their fault for Platinum and Square Enix trying to release a dark fantasy game a week after Elden Ring Yeah, that that could have been spaced better. Yeah, I would agree. That is too close together. Gaming wise, it should have been like uh, uh, April. Put it on April. April. There's nothing. In, there's literally nothing in April. Unless uh, unless you are the few your main Lego Star Wars. Ah, there's nothing in April. You can put Wait, it there. April. Lego Star Wars and Babylon's Fall. Different. Like the Venn diagrams ah. is very small. Overlaps. Very That's small. That's why. <laughs> Unless I didn't know a very, uh, a very strong cult following of Lego Star Wars and Dark Team. Maybe I'm the wrong. Binacle, the binacle fans. Binacle <laughs> fans, come this. Ah, yo, nah. That's what happens when you delay a game after the Exodus Day is 2023. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> be be savvy with your spending. It's totally fine. And if you prefer to play the game like 
Like I don't think if you if you hear us talking about GT Seven right now, right, and you say, oh, this is might be an interesting game to pick up, but ah, I don't think I can afford to spend two forty nine. It's okay. Wait a minute. You have no obligation to play this game right now unless you really want to. Those people with obligations, it's because they have work to do. Their livelihood is depending on like playing the game, sharing their thoughts about the game, showing the gameplay to audience. That's all the people they have to play. Yeah, content creators have to play those games on launch. But if you are just the average Joe gamer, relax. If you can wait a bit, wait a bit. I mean, just know <laughs> that the game's good. Unless you have friends playing and they all rope you into it, hey, come on, play now lah. You game, you game. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, let's, let's go. What, game is, have, if, What if, game is that? What game is that? Maple and Paul. Let's go. Hey, at least, at least with friends, you can at least laugh at it together. <laughs> Alright, so into our hot topics and news then. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Or, uh, oh wait, oh wait! I forgot. Someone got a new phone. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I will play. Okay, okay. Like, my mistake. That I last week. Last week. Yeah, last week. <laughs> I was was not ill, so I, I couldn't. Uh, I I forgot that Anand has gotten a new phone mm-hmm. from, our, from the good folks at ROG. Is this ROG? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, is this for the? Uh, I uh, initially we thought it was a loan, but yeah, they, they provided. Man, just uh, like, I'm like, I'm like, I got lucky, man. <laughs> okay, anyway, this is just uh, gonna be a brief impression. Uh, I'm I'm gonna write a few full review in like a week or so. Nice. So yeah. Uh, how do I say this? Uh, okay, controversial statement incoming. The least. Interesting thing about this phone, a gaming phone, is its gaming performance. That's the most boring thing about this phone. What it cannot play uh, Uma Musume at 60 fps? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean it can. Okay, here's the thing. It has a flagship uh, Snapdragon 888 Plus, which is pretty much like top of the line, except mm-hmm. for the new Snapdragon 8 Gen One, the the new chip. So so yeah, I mean it's a gaming phone. What do you expect? It it can play everything. I I played Genshin Impact on high setting and it it, it reached like 60 frames easily. What else? Apex. Uh, oh yeah, the Apex. Yeah. Hot mobile. Yeah. I mean, you you just throw anything and it plays, and it plays like high frame rate easily. But that's the most boring thing about this thing. Like it it worked as advertised. I mean, the chip itself is not exclusive to this phone. You can get like Galaxy S21 and then whatever flagship you want and then get the same performance. So yeah, when it comes to getting the performance and frame rate, it's not exclusive. But yeah, that's the least interesting thing <laughs> about I, this ROG Phone 5 here. Yeah, I I just remember something. Like uh, recently, recently there was a press, a press release that 
Snapdragon will be sponsoring the the new ESL mobile gaming esports competition. And mm. I think uh, what bet what phone screams gaming to you? <laughs> because it is sponsored, yeah. Because Snapdragon uh, Qualcomm is sponsoring this event, so I'm guessing this will be the the phone that you'll be seeing live on YouTube. Can the pe- the players playing? Yep. This, this this will be it. I mean, of course, like you, you get the RGB back over here, the RGB logo. <laughs> of course. Wait, did they give the fan here? Uh, no, no, no fan. That one is on oh. Ultimate. <laughs> no fan. You just get a case and stuff. But yeah, okay, back to the main topic. The, the interesting thing is, uh, for, for the RG Phone 5S here is the experience the Asus give you for playing games. So instead of just gaming performance, the extra that you get here is just magnificent. Oh, just kiss. Okay, for example, the speakers here, it's, it's a stereo speaker. And I say it's better than most laptops. Phone. The speakers are the most laptops. I mean, except for MacBooks, of course. MacBooks, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, that's another set of Oh, uh, yeah. Anna, can you repeat that again? Just to make sure I take it? it's robotic on my end. Oh, okay. oh no, Windows ta- Windows does not like that. <laughs> does not like that statement. <laughs> Windows rebels. The, oh the yeah, okay. About about the the the, the speaker. Yeah, the, the speakers the, are excellent. Uh, I I dare say it's better than most Windows laptops. Uh, okay, I I I assure I I swear. I, I will swear by this, by this statement. So it's so, like, even though like, uh, they're just tiny speakers, stereo speakers, mm-hmm. you can just feel the bass. It's there. And then it's clear. If I play, uh, let's say, any music that has like a multi-layered instruments, like you, you can hear the positioning of instruments. Like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really good for music, for movies. And of course, for games, uh, it also has like uh, like uh, equalizer, like equalizer software that optimizes for games. So let's say you have a, a music, uh, a music uh, preset. Okay, that that's the default. For game, it widens the sound stage. So even with speaker, you you should be hearing footsteps, positional footsteps. That kind of thing. And then, uh, yeah, and another thing about audio is it has headphone jacks, a flagship. Oh my God, it's so good. It has a ESS quad deck. So you can plug in like a high impedance and get a really good sound out of this. And yeah, uh, that's uh, from the audio side. And then uh, connectivity. Of course, that has five G. Okay, that's a given. And USB port, two USB C ports, one at the bottom, one at the side. What? Two oh USB-C yeah, yeah, yeah. For the yeah, 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 for the fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because because there's the additional uh, you know, cooling fan that you can buy or you, or you get with the ultimate uh, RG Phone Five S. No, Phone 5 Ultimate, yeah. There's no Ultimate 5S, I believe. Yeah, you can get it. Uh, and it connects through the USB-C from the side. The, the one on the bottom is USB 3, 2.0. Uh, 
but the one on the side is USB 3.0. Uh, I think for charging also both support the same voltage. Well, uh, I, have a, I have a dumb question. I have a dumb question. Will they okay. charge from both sides? <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> oh no! Can we charge that? That sounds dangerous, and but I want yeah. to try it. But I, I think the, the, the charge controller already limits to 65 watts. And yeah, it's charging 65 watts. So fast. <laughs> but yeah, I, I limit the, the charging to 18 watts because I want to preserve the battery. Yeah, but you some can. Games with, uh, some games. I heard like some phones that have like dual, mm-hmm. dual ports like this. They mm-hmm. meet their software that mitigates the weirdness that is like plugging double the power or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, the charging controller should be able to just mitigate the, the wattage. Yeah. It, it probably one port or whatever. I mean, if you want to test and, it, it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have multiple charges, so yeah, so yeah, that's fine. And oh, with regards to charging, one of the features they have here is bypass charging, which means that you plug it in and then play games and it will activate bypass charging, which uh, just powers your phone through the cable instead of through the battery. So instead of it constantly charging and discharging, it powers direct. So it's less heat uh, from charging, discharging, and also you protect your battery health, which I've been, you know, I, I've been requesting this feature since long ago. I, I, Always thought, hey, when can like phone manufacturers make bypass charging? Because I want to play games, but I want to don't want to like make the battery so hot. And then here it is. <laughs> I think they they already introduced a feature like from ROG phone first. I'm, I'm not sure, but it's one of the like good features from this one. Uh, what else? Uh, the screen is awesome. It's a Samsung OLED screen, 144 hertz. God dang. So oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I forgot about that. Mm. I forgot that the mo- our phones are now our phones are now like they can do one forty four easily. Yeah, one forty four. But uh, one of uh, I, I sort of have one question. I believe there's there should be a ninety hertz, but it's not here. I think they already fixed one software. They they remove it. I think. But yeah, I I put a. Sometimes on 60, but I want to default on 90, but actually it's not here. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, RGB camera. Camera is just okay. Not, nothing oh, groundbreaking. No frames. No. I mean, c- camera quality. Like you, you can capture up to like 8K, I'm not sure. 4K 30. You can get video 4K 30. Mm. Camera is uh, 64 megapixels. Yeah. But I'm not a camera guy, so I don't really mind. <laughs> Yeah, imagine also, you can, like, uh, I, I imagine you got some kid, uh, be, uh asking their mother and not take a phone and they're just get, getting this. Oh, <laughs> and they're like, Why is the, your camera terrible anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not terrible, they're just okay <laughs> yeah, because, like, for the price, it just optimizes a lot of things for gaming and. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. If you buy this for game, you're not buying this for camera. Just go buy a Samsung series or an iPhone for three thousand ringgit. If you if you want good camera, there are phones. <laughs> but for the X, 
means that this uh, RG Phone 5S gift it it fits my need. I, I I want good audio. It has good audio. I want bypass charging. They have bypass charging. Like, oh man, <laughs> for me this one is perfect. Yeah, really uh, good. I'm impressed. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that someone actually that there is a, a the Venn di- yeah, yeah, the market for <laughs> the Venn diagram of features and what I want is it's here. It's like it's perfect. I never thought I can get something made for me. This is it. <laughs> no, for for all of those stuff that they put out on your gaming phones and for me for whatever reason it doesn't appeal to me. I probably because mm-hmm. I just like my phones to be as spartan as possible. Like it just mm-hmm. does the does the job that it needs to do. Internet, uh, mobile data, some camera of sorts. Okay, anything else? I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Also, uh, one of the you know, one of the I think the best feature of uh this phone is the customization it gives you. Like you can customize a lot, like the power profile and then display, like, like refresh rate and then like char- charging speed. Like you can set 18 watt or 25 watt or like the full speed. What else? Uh, this, I mean, a lot. And I, I haven't, I haven't talked about the game genie, like the, the performance and the, the, the additional control from this, uh, ultrasonic buttons here and then the motion control. I haven't touched that yet. It's just a lot of customization. It, if you like to customize your phone, this is it. It gives you so much option. Uh, yeah, different. Like you, you can have a squeeze, a squeeze gesture. So say so you can squeeze the phone to activate camera. Something like Pixel. Ooh. Yeah, because there's the ultrasonic sensor right on the under shoulder. So it uses that for the the, the squeeze sensing. Yeah, overall, just just even for a brief impression for a week, this thing is awesome. Yeah, and the battery is pretty good. Yeah, six thousand milliamp hour. Like oh yeah, the Samsung. Yeah, because the Samsung's like they they have to like only do I think like two thousand three thousand years after the the note debacle. Mm-hmm. So six thousand feels amazing. Yeah. And also, they for the battery they made it in two modules, so there's lower risk of galaxy bomb again. <laughs> galaxy bomb. <laughs> now it's not the galaxy bomb. Now people are talking about the galaxy crease because goddamn, goddamn those but the flip phones crease can like nobody's business, man. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, uh, reminds me of a dang pots video about those uh, galaxy flips. It looks, oh, quite dank to say the least. Yeah, <laughs> dank. Oh, so yeah, that's the brief impression of uh, our review. I'll write a review in like a week or so. So yeah, just stay tuned. <laughs> Moving on a bit. Oh yeah, uh, for the past two weeks, I've been playing. Portal Two again. Oh, Portal Two! I thought you, I thought you'd be talking about. Apple, what's that new thing? That the that new thing. The yeah the aperture desktop. Yeah, the killer app of the Steam Deck. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. 
I decided to play again because I saw, I, I watched videos of Aperture Desk Yacht. I just watched the, 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 the personality called, called Grady in, in the game. Like, oh man, I, re- I really miss Portal World. I gotta play again. <laughs> so yeah, I boot up Portal 2 again and just, just, just playing it through. And then by the end of it, I'm like, come on, Valve, make new game, man. Make new story game. The Valve magic. People always say about, uh, the, wait, what, which studio is it again? When it comes to Sorry Magic? Altiv? Ke? Atau Naughty Dog? Or? Honestly. No, who makes the Mass Effect? Oh, Bio Magic. Bio Magic. People forgot about Valve Magic when it comes to like story games. They, they, they are messing like when it comes to like personality. Like game, like NPC personality just so good, man. Come on about playing new games. <laughs> Gaben, please. G- give it some Valve time. Mm-hmm. It, it will happen. Much like, well time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, looking at Valve right now, as a company, they, they, they've got getting like more hits than misses these days. Mm-hmm. I think they're more confident to try out new stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, get the... Uh, what's the studio that made Firewatch that they bought? Panic. Panic, right? Independent. No, no, no. Panic is still independent. Uh, that specific. Campo Santos or something. Campo like Santos. Campo Santos, yes. Yeah, they, they own those guys and girls. They can do lots of story based uh, games. I hope Valve give them the, the green light to do some other stuff. Either mm-hmm. in the Mortal Universe, the Half-Life Universe, which is technically the same Oh yeah, universe. imagine again, imagine again uh, a Half-Life when you're walking scene. But not at, like, I can call like Firewatch and is the Fire Ranger can. Maybe make it about... Like uh, Life in the Combine. Ah, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, oh, Life in the Combine. Totally possible. I think. Can. I, yeah, I, I mean, they, they already made Alex. Can just reuse from Alex. Ah, like can like Alex have to contact her dad using a radio. Ah, you can do that as well. Like, do the same thing as Firewatch. The future, like, hey, how's the how's the uh, your sector? Has Golden Freeman came by yet? Ah, like, I would like that would be cool. Can <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 that would be cool. Can. Oh, I just saw Rogan. I just saw him. Man. I just saw God of Freeman. He just came by and he did a bunny eat bunny hop onto my car. <laughs> <laughs> no, imagine, imagine you just doing that walking sim bit and then you turn right at some other thing and then you see that Easter egg of Gordon doing the bunny hop and uh. do some cool stuff and then it's gone. Back to the story. Yeah, you wouldn't believe what I saw. What? What did you saw? Man, you won't believe me, man. I just saw Gordon Freeman. But he doesn't say what he saw. <laughs> he said, I just saw Gordon Freeman, man. <laughs> and he, he he didn't go into details. Like, you won't yeah. believe this shit, man. <laughs> that so would yeah, be cool. Yeah, yeah well, cool. please make new story. I mean, the Aperture Dance job is just so cool, man. Like, have you have you watched the, the, the gameplay, Let's Plays? I seen a snippet from a let's player lah, but it looks fun. Yeah, I, I mean, 
it's just a tech demo but for me the the attraction is <laughs> the, the the character grady itself like valve just they nailed it when it comes to just making a character like you, they they give a robot expression and like lovableness and like, how you are you saying that you they are giving robots e- emotions Yeah. Oh no! Don't tell. Don't 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 call this image. Become human. <laughs> oh no! Hey, David Okeje. Next time in Quantum Dream, we're making a game about uh, subspace traversal and also. What also? Oh. Uh, emotion. Oh yeah. In Emotion. Again. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, yeah. They did Star Wars. Okay. That's also Android. Oh no. Oh, Sub- no. Ah, Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Robots. No. The Robot. the Wookies. Ah. Translated Wookie when the dialogue. No, no, no. They don't translate. They keep just saying Wookie noises. Every <laughs> time. Again. The stars are just. <laughs> Yeah, is is the Wookie angry? Is the Wookie sad? Is the Wookie showing affection? No, oh, just oh. the Wookie just make Wookie noises every time. Oh no! That the one that is coming out twenty twenty seven. They have to they have to do that big and without laughing every five minutes. <laughs> At this particular part of the game, please put cap apa close captions on. <laughs> Uh, is this where we go to the news and hot topics? Yeah, yes. Let's go. Yeah. So the hottest topic of the week is mm. the dunking of uh two developers. I think they, they didn't expect their tweet to blow up anyway. Get these two uh, because yeah. they are one let, of one of let, them is. Just from Horizon, yeah. One of them is from Horizon, the new Horizon new game, Horizon New Dawn, not Forza Horizon. Tapi, <laughs> I can make a guess because that game also has Teddy Bear. <laughs> Now hold on, there, hold on, there. Wait, 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 wait. Let's not attack the the the, the dunkers. Let's put out the situation first. Okay. So, okay, these two, uh, one, yeah, I said one from Horizon New Dawn's. Uh, for me, the West developer, and one is from the Ubisoft side of UI development. They are uh, nitpicking the big Elden Ring's UI design because they, they, I think this, this is the first time a FromSoft game, well, uh, well, uh, Soulsborne lah, and going all open world, and yeah. they are criticizing that the UI is very terrible. Tapi, isn't isn't the, like this souls born again? Isn't their opinion design philosophy different there? Hence why it is bare bones because they just want to give you a hint, and then you have to find it for yourself. Okay, so this is where the conversation that I wanted to have, which is how open world games have like if you if you could. If you put in your mind what is the typical triple A open world games, you have a basic for you have formulas and of course you have checklists 
of what yeah. really constitutes. Everything is like formulated to a T. Whereas mm-hmm. when you go to a game like Elden Ring that somehow decided to become open world but decided to either did not take any of those notes or decided to wait, there, there are notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they went their, their own way. So now the conversation that I wanted to see is that is should we all should all games like converge into this one set of how a game should be designed or let's just let our developers do their own thing and see what sticks. Uh, I mean singularity sucks, man. I mean when it comes to open world games, people usually expect Ubisoft formula. Because uh, they are like the masters of just checklisting formula. <laughs> you know you're playing an Ubisoft game <laughs> when you play it. Oh, look at all these checklists. Oh, look, you can... Look uh, at all this busy work. Look, look at all, this all this, these markers, pointers on my map. <laughs> I think it's still... All these hours that yeah, I, look, I think for open world, yeah, the, the one that's still, for me, that... Uh, but that nails the formula of open world genre is Rockstar mm-hmm. because you know Red Dead and GTA again. They don't highlight. They don't do. They also have those collector tons things, but they don't highlight it. Yeah, they just yeah they just put in a mark question mark and and then oh it's actually a side quest, a side mission where you have to shoot down all the guns, all the remaining gunslinger or whatever. Well, Ubisoft is oh look at, oh this is why you have to do uh one out of five whatever. Mm. Hey, c- come here, chase this uh sea shanty from trees and roofs. Playing eighty black flag. I'm chasing papers to tree. What the hell? I'm sorry, my friend. It it is by law. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the thing that uh there's there's one design philosophy that you can you can figure out about all the open world games right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that follow this sort of like the 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 formula as promoted uh, as defined by Ubisoft lah. It's the it's the philosophy that all games have to be completed one hundred percent. Like all the content that we've made is made for you to see and consume. You will make it our utmost uh, uh, priority to make sure that you will consume this content as easily as possible. In one playthrough. Yeah, in I one didn't... playthrough. That's why I they end. Yeah, that's why they do the level gap. But like, it's so weird. Like, what the new Watchdog? Well, the new Watchdog doesn't have that the level gap. I'm glad it doesn't have. Yeah, same as well. Like, thank God. Like, my grandma can be as my grandma can be as old and a brittle as she wants to. And the game says okay. Yeah, and then when you consider looking at Elden Ring, it's not that they are trying to do something different. They're just doing their own thing. Like the way I look at it is that when, they, like right now, you see the game games industry. Like they they are zagging. They are doing something innovative. They are doing something. They are going into a certain direction, a different mm-hmm. development path. Well, from software here is zigging. 
As in, they haven't moved ever since. They are in a parallel timeline where game design haven't moved much from whatever happened since Far Cry 3. They're just doing their own thing, isolated somewhere. And I, I believe there's some merit to it. Like, the way it, like, what I see from what people play Elden Ring that caught them a lot, that, that really hooked them in, is that the open world feels like truly open in the sense that you have no idea where it leads but if you follow your curiosity it might it still results in something fascinating if the reward <laughs> is like terrible or not it's another matter is that the fact that ooh cool thing check it out oh this is a very different thing something happens And then you end up, oh, okay, cool. You can't say that much about games, right? The Ubisoft in style. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Ubisoft style is uh, like you try to explore and then, oh, that's it. Just disappointment if, if you try to go beyond. Or if you go to some place, uh, hey, why is that empty here? Nothing nothing is happening here. That's yeah, yeah. yeah oh, let's do the story. Oh, yeah. this part here is for this moment of the story. Ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. like, oh, look at this like great interior in a building in the corner somewhere. Like, why did I? Why is there nothing here? Oh, it's just for story. What? Yeah, no I can. I, yeah, I can give you an example because recently me and my friends uh, finished up uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. You know, because they had their uh, Motherland DLC came out like last year, and we. That's we we do. Might as well just play it through, lah. Like they they are building up. Like the villain is in this very lava s layer, which you don't even visit in the main game. This all this lava, like all these new terrains, like making it very hazardous for you, your for your player, and yeah, just for the story bit, and that's it. You don't come back there. <laughs> Ubisoft. <clears throat> Another way to look at this trend is that there are open world games that are designed to be theme parks versus open world games that are truly sandbox. <laughs> one of I kid you not. One of the five point six percent levels is just a theme park. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what other game that uh Ubisoft game that has a theme park style theme park level? Division 2's DLC. Yeah, yeah, betul. <laughs> you literally walk through a theme park. But what I mean by a theme park is that it's very much well designed. It has been put money into it. There has been put production value in it. People put effort into it. But it's all it all fits into a linear structure, a railroad, where you are have to experience A and then B and then C. Cannot go A, C, B. No, A, B and then C. And then you get the payoff as intended as everybody discussed during the past meetings before. While <laughs> Sam Boxer says, oh, what are you going to do? You going to do that? Okay. <laughs> what happens, happens. Oh, Is that what was was this cool thing in this treasure box? Oh no, it's a teleport into another place that's too high level. I've been thrilled by the game. God damn! You can't do that in a theme park open world. 
as we discuss in this stream, right? You cannot do and this and that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, wear your seatbelts. <laughs> so they like kind of sad. That that is basically Ubisoft was going on. It's just a team part. No, I mean there is a time when plays for team part games. That's totally not a problem to have fun with team part games. As but what I'm trying to say is that there, there are too many theme park uh, experiences where where that where when we can expect more from open world, the 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 format of open world, and that's what I'm looking at. Elden Ring, they are not doing a lot of the stuff that those open world games does, and I'm kind of glad to see, it. like oh they don't do the uh something I noticed in for uh, Rise of Forbidden West. And also, funnily enough, in Forza Horizon Five, yeah, both Horizons is that uh, every time you earn something, the the you the UI keeps on ticking. Or oh, you earn this, you earn that. In terms of forbidden ways, it's like oh, collected one part, collected this part, also get money, get money. Uh, in Forza Horizon Five, it's a matter of oh, you've level up, new reward unlock, oh, new uh new uh XP gain, uh skill point gain. You see all those ticking, ticking, ticking boxes. And the worst part of it is that after you completed those things, no, uh, you can actually go to the pause menu and get all those things sorted out before you see all those uh, notifications ticking. Tap, 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 tap. And it's very annoying. I know it's a very small thing, but somehow it's kind of distracting. Like, you and then they keep showing oh uh hey go claim that price i've already claimed that price from the post menu shut up you're not keeping up with me i i do they think that our intention fight is that smaller <laughs> that's the thing i can't we cannot cross out that people who needs those kinds of attention mm-hmm. yeah there are people like yeah, but people who yeah. stuff but the fact that those things are put on default is the problem. Like, I don't mind making games more accessible, games more like, approachable. to be uh, approach as well. Yeah. I mean, both. Like, yeah, easier for I mean, those yeah. who are, have disability and those who just want a game to be easy, mm-hmm. to be completed as instead of providing a challenge. I, I think both camps can be, yeah. uh, can be, can be catered. Yeah. Both are valid, but uh, they give options. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And and also like don't criticize. You said just because you did it doesn't mean someone that's doing a different thing is bad. Okay, yeah, you Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> Ubisoft devs. And yeah, if if a game or if a developer decides to like focus on one circle and not the others that uh circle that can have a Venn diagram. I mean, go for it, I guess. I mean, it's better to have options, but if they de- decided to design a game to specifically offer a certain kind of experience, I honestly w- just let them be. And if it's again not for me, I, I look away. Tengok kedai lain. Go to the other <laughs> shop. <laughs> but yeah, it's a weird... It's a weird situation right now. Like, I, I hope that more open world games stop using the formula. 
But in another sense, there are some bits that need to be kept. It's just a matter of figuring out which is which. <laughs> like seriously though, I, I look at Elden Ring's open world met oh, and that's so fun to explore. You know what re it reminds me? It reminds me the first time you go out of the vault in Fallout 3. Oh yeah. Where you just have nothing you have nothing. I think there is like okay, the game says oh you should visit Megaton. But you can basically go anywhere. North, east, south. I tried to go south once. Uh it was a nightmare. <laughs> as expected. <laughs> but it was fun. Like discovering those stuff for the first time and just like make carving a path of my own. It's actually fun. That's that's the appeal of open world games for me. Then no, <laughs> every game wants to be railroaded. Uh. <laughs> and so, the thing of being railroaded. <laughs> okay, the good news for fans of well, Ikumi Nakamura, you know, the late, the scary late, the scary spooky lady from E3. Oh my goodness, I think 2019 lah, that's like five years, three, four years already. Oh, that long. Yeah, Ghostwire, yeah, Ghostwire was, was around in 2019, it's coming out this year. Very cool. That's how long it is. Uh, she's making a new company, which uh -huh. is, I forgot the name. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a horror title. Oh, it's called Unseen. Hey, wait, I think it's Unseen, yeah. Unseen, Unseen yeah. <laughs> like, by the name itself, like, oh, I know it's gonna be... It's gonna be a spooky video title, horror title. If not spooky, I at least expected a bodily horror. <laughs> yeah. Bodily horror, what else? Bodily horror. Mystic. <laughs> Legends. Yeah, I don't expect them to make like a, a tactical shooter or whatever. No. <laughs> a horror no. tactical shooter that I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if you have heard of Fear. Wait, I don't oh, think it's called oh, tactical fear. shooter. Wait, it's still a shooter with horror. Yeah, it is. It's a horror shooter. <laughs> it's a horror shooter. <laughs> it can jump scare you at one moment and then makes you feel like John Woo and the other. What a no, there's, a, there's a new SCP game that is basically that you are a, te it's a tactical shooter. I remember. Oh. You become part of the, the SCP that, that you know, tries to contain bodily horror. <laughs> so that that's interesting. I wouldn't mind playing that. Hmm. Rich and clear and then you see nothing and then jump scares oh, no. you. Of course. <laughs> you want to jump scare them but they jump scare you back. What if, like, you can, in every, like, tactical shooting, can, there's this mirror thing, and uh, wait, it's empty. <laughs> like, if, if, you know, if it's, like, ready or not, whatever, can, oh, it's empty, okay, fine. But for, for SCP shooter, jump. oh, no, it's empty. <laughs> there is something there. I know, I know, I can smell it. Okay, but what do we know about Unseen so far? No. Other than... Nothing. Uh, besides, Nothing. she... <laughs> Like she wants to make a a game, uh, no, a media, uh, again a thing, 
Alah, dia punya tagline lah. It aims to transcend various mediums beyond video games. So, I'm guessing... XR. Extended reality. AR, VR. Yeah. Know. Okay. But the bodily horror metaverse. Finally, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> FPP metaverse. Oh, I mean, that thing is right for metaverse, man. <laughs> Blending with the Malaysian... Remember, the Malaysian punya horror community kan tak boleh... No, t- tak boleh take the difference lah anymore. Kalau mak ni betul ke atau tinggim. Oh man. They will be wild. <laughs> It's interesting yeah. to see. Many. What else? I'm very interested to see where it how it works out. Like she mm-hmm. suddenly debuts on an E3 stage. And then quits the company before the game comes out, and then being like uh, around the world visiting different developers, and then suddenly, oh yeah, I'm making a new game studio. Like, ha, huh, wow, she does a lot of stuff in quite a short amount of time. Yeah, she I became don't... a mom. Give this thing. Like, I, I don't know if she. Nah, wait, wait, the first part again, if you check the final list, this thing again, most of her co-workers again actually work with with her during Evil Within. Ah, because I'm looking at the for the studio list again. One of them is Naoki Katakai, which is basically the environmentalist for since RE3. So that means, he, so that means he has been under, you know, Mikami lah for for since RE3. Yeah, the 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 current studio as in apa Tango Tango game. Yeah, was... Tango is already. Uh, I don't think Tango is is becoming the the Bioware style. Like all of the the guy the original group is already gone. Yeah, it seems so. I think Shinji Mikami sticks around still. Right. He's, yeah, he's yeah, still, Mikami. Yeah, it's just Mikami. Yeah, the, the head guy is still Mikami. But the 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 ones yang follow him since you know Capcom days are now weirdly under wow. his apprentice. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> under his apprentice. Yeah. Ah, uh, um, let's not read too much of that. I'm um, okay. Fascinating. Let's uh, see. I wouldn't mind having another Resident Evil game because Evil Within is not that bad. Because she did work with Mikami with uh, Evil Within 2. So, yo, yeah, oh, I wouldn't mind having a knock of Evil Within, which is actually a knock of Resident Evil. <laughs> Apa, the third generation RE knockoff. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, keep, keep, uh, keep, a re- uh, keep an eye on the unseen, I guess. How do you do that? That's that's SCP stuff. If you think about <laughs> that's it, that's already SCP. Yeah. Okay, so for the final hot topic that we can talk about is the one I'm actually quite excited as well. Is that Frontier Development, the guys who have made Elite Dangerous, uh, Planet Coaster. Planet Zoo is the thing, right? I forgot. Yep, yep, Because yep. there's two, there's two yeah. tycoons. Yeah, Planet Zoo, Planet, Planet Ghoster. Because I mean, I'm confusing Planet Zoo with Zoo Tycoon, which I've been playing on the Xbox. <laughs> Wait, hold on. 
I that's think one, that's, that's the like Microsoft. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the Microsoft one, which is developed by the Frontier. No, serious. What yeah. <laughs> Frontier? Front, yeah. Frontier has uh, actually history in developing the sequels to Roller Coaster Tycoon and Zoo Tycoon. That's why they make their own. Ah, okay, that their makes sense. IP. That's why they suddenly make oh, let's make Planet Coaster. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Legally distinct Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> Ah, no wonder. So I've been playing the the, the actually the right game. Yeah, you playing their game. Hmm. Okay, so they are making another game that I'm very really excited about: motorsport management games. But very specific, very specifically, it's the F1 manager game. Mm. New F1 manager, so we we can be like Toto Wolf, just smashing both headsets. I want that as achievement now. They they have done cheeky achievement. I want that as a <laughs> lost lost the championship for one point. <laughs> oh my goodness! Or you can go report to the FIA every now and then. Honor. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> or play hard mode as Gunther Steiner. Oh, sorry, hard mode, harsh mode. Harsh mode. Being cheeky. The harsh mode, my goodness. Like, throw them under the bus, why don't you do that as well? Okay, like, the best part is that this time, this will be the first time the, the actual F1 IP will be using all three of their feeder series. So that means F3 to F2 to F1. Which means you can cheekily and let's say there is one this Allah I don't want to go to Majista. There is this one Malaysian driver that is racing in F3 this year. Manato, you can promote him to F1 Taros. <laughs> Gotta put like, a step in on him. Like you just throw F3 out three straight to F1. Throw out that that Russian that weird Russian guy that you have in Haskan. Put him in Malaysian. <laughs> For this alternate reality, Gunter. Buang ya? Cuba je, cuba je. Oh, unless kan, unless. Would they... Since kan, uh, the Frontier guys kan likes to, you know, be in-depth and with stuff. Imagine kan, you want to do that, tapi kata, oh sorry, this driver doesn't have enough super license. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Yeah, they can. They have the. They can like do implement checks and like, oh no, you have to do this, this, this. If we gonna go that deep, can we sign junior drivers into the academy? Ah, yeah, that's why we want. I want you to get the super license. Come on. Basically saying, yo, chop dulu. I got him first. <laughs> we got this first right boy, of this, this Malaysian boy is mine. Back <laughs> off. <laughs> Unless we say we don't want you hands off. That's what oh, the I... academy basically does. Uh... So like for the mod scene and like motorsport manager, I've seen crazy stuff happen. Which I'm like, I think in one of my playthroughs of the the Sega the, the Sega one uh, motorsport manager, Max Verstappen re- after winning world championship retires. Which, at this point, can. Uh, at my P2, at that point was, I think Alonso will retire. 
suddenly unretires himself from Toyota and joins Red Bull. Wow. I wonder how crazy would that be? The way the funny AI. But yeah, given the the what we've seen in Cody's uh, F1 games, I I like oh they can go crazy as well. It's likely that <laughs> we we uh, the drivers are not tied to the the no. teams, so nope. we can totally like mix and match, and oh. have the driver market being fluid. Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton in Mercedes are top win. Max Lewis Hamilton in Red Bull. <laughs> Put Lewis Hamilton in the house and see what's gonna happen. Turns out, Haas is actually fast this year. Oh, God. It's actually the driver. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Actually, the car is not it's not a, uh, on wheels. It's not just a fish on wheels. Yeah, it'll be fascinating yeah. to see. And especially so that it also is coming to consoles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Motorsport manager is not a console except the Switch. Satu je. And that's it. <laughs> oh, could be interesting. I want to see. I want to see the modding as well because Planet Coaster, you can mod the heck out of Planet Coaster at Planet Zoo. Ooh. Yeah. Banyak possibilities for this one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this because this is like Frontier's first foray into license a licensed sport title so I have no we have no uh, point of reference uh, if they're gonna doing, be doing good or they're gonna fumble hopefully they, did, they are doing good stuff with this mm-hmm. based on their pedigree lah. but we'll see like I haven't seen them do like how oh, it's gonna be fascinating how they're gonna uh, uh, figure out the performance level of the 2022 cars but they figure, I, yeah, would I they guess. have a randomized? I want, I want my Haas to be overpowered. <laughs> Just the kind of randomized method and then see, oh, Haas is actually the most built. <laughs> and it's winning everything as, as everyone intended it. <laughs> uh, so many possibilities. Okay. Yeah. And is that the show? Another. There's another uh, bit. Oh yeah, before here. that, yeah, before we go, yeah. That we speaking, yeah, it. speaking about consoles again. <laughs> yeah, speaking about consoles. I wonder what happened to the Frontier update if it's if they are cancelling well, updates for the console version to Rose. Is it that bad yeah, the Frontier? Uh Elite Dangerous. Yeah, Elite Dangerous for Elite Dangerous Frontiers, the the latest update. Is it that no, bad? No, Odyssey, Odyssey. Odyssey, Odyssey. sorry. Odyssey. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think I, I can tell this better. Uh, Odyssey has been, how do I say this? A bit of a disaster release on PC. So due to that, they have to pretty much like separate the development track for PC and console because they want to make Odyssey right first on PC before committing on console. But uh, like a few hours ago, like two days, basically, uh, Frontiers, uh, David Braben, they he announced that they are stopping future development for console immediately. So yeah, no Odyssey for PlayStation and Xbox. <laughs> Dang. I'm looking at 
uh, uh, that expansion. I mean, ooh, they, I think they beat more than they could chew. <laughs> they, they were ambitious. Let's put it there. But I think that oh, mm, maybe, maybe too much. You have to know the content of Odyssey is that instead of just like doing your space truck missions, you actually get to land on planets and actually have your feet touch the planet. As in, there is first person combat, right? Yes. <laughs> and no, it didn't turn out to be a No Man's Sky experience. Moment, it's not um, a No Man's Sky moment. Um, uh, it kind of sounds interesting on paper, but it requires a lot of good execution to pull that off. And I don't, and I guess as evident, uh, Frankie mm-hmm. didn't do a good enough job for this one. Yep. I mean, even with the, uh, let's say, vanilla, well, as in non-DLC, as in the base, plenty of criticism. For example, the recent uh, UI update, a lot of criticism. Like, why are you doing this? Like, all this idiosyncrasies and stuff. Like, it works before. Why do it different now? So I'm not sure the the elite team is now elite. Because <laughs> plenty of the old developers already left. So yeah, uh, I, think, I think that's why. Yeah, because, because the, the, how do say, the institutional knowledge already left Frontiers, the, the elite dangerous team. So they have to cobble through with uh, fresh blood. That's why it takes some time for Odyssey to mature, to to, to get to a more playable state. <laughs> and I understand why they decided to pretty much stop console development for Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the good outcome of this is that they figure out Odyssey is okay, and then they decided to port the game to PS5 and Xbox Series. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, this is the worst outcome. Lah. The console yeah. players are getting shafted. I mean, if, okay, if they say, okay, we are talking uh, developments for now, except for critical fixes, I mean, that's fine. But they sort of say, hey, we are stopping. Like, Pretty much almost immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's why. Hmm. I'm not sure if they're going to provide support for long. Maybe like a year or so. Also, yeah, some of, some of the console play ask whether there will be like migration. Because imagine you've been playing for thousands of hours, collecting ships on, on your account and then just gone. Oof. Oh, man. Oof. That's self. Oh, yeah. that's rough. Yeah, cross save like one time. They say one time migration. One time migration yeah. It's like Warframe, one time migration. How are they gonna do that? They don't know. There's there's no promises yet from David Braben whether they can do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the shitty situation all around <laughs> because because they don't they don't want because they don't want to maintain separate code bases. It's gonna. Add, Development, <laughs> development oh, concern. Oh yeah, deep, 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 uh, deep. if they maintain the console version sense Odyssey and PC version with Odyssey, it's gonna be messy. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, 
And hopefully this doesn't affect any other future development. <laughs> no. <laughs> separate teams. Wait, separate wait. teams. Separate teams. But hopefully this does. Uh, uh, hopefully it turns out well for mm. the rest of them, lah. For all the yep. teams. Mm. Yeah, I mean different teams also means how do I say different engine because Elite is a specific engine because it's like a huge space based game, right? Mm-hmm. And if I you can just mean Unreal or Unity, or whatever. There's plenty of talents <laughs> instead of a custom engine. Unless they do like yeah. to use their custom engine, I think they call it the Cobra or something. They have mm-hmm. their own custom one. Yeah, like custom Cobra. engine or Elite. Yeah, Cobra engine, like the the planetary generation. There's only specific code in there. <laughs> also, that that's what making Odyssey so hard. They they're putting FPS components in the Cobra engine. Like, what the hell are they thinking? <laughs> It's the whole uh, race car with handguns again. <laughs> uh, get that callback again, Battlefield. EA uh, dice. That's Very much pin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting way. Uh, so what's gonna be put, we gonna put on the thumbnail? I have an What idea. car? What is it? The <laughs> your your Mazda Demio with the Kirby on top of it. I think we put the the one I did, which is not the good Kirby, the, the good Kirby. Yeah, sure. What is it? Yeah, there. What else? I don't know. A a Big Mac. A Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of Big Macs. I'm putting on the table the picture. Uh, the the key art of Elden Ring, right? But the logo for the Elden Ring is just crossing Venn diagrams. Yes. <laughs> actual Venn diagram. Yeah, actual Venn diagram. <laughs> Because we're talking about plenty of Venn diagrams uh, in the podcast today. <laughs> and, and the title is where to put there. No, not Elden Ring. No, Book Ring. <laughs> With the Elden Ring font. <laughs> Which apparently, I think if I look it uh, again, I feel like it, it kind of looks like the Assassin's Creed font type. I haven't checked if it's true, but it kind of reminds me of that. But anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we can go with that. So social links. Uh okay, I'll go first. <laughs> uh, I have been Flaky Atopo Daniel. You can follow me on Twitter. That is Flaky. Well, Twitter dot com slash ff four ky. Uh, I have a review for EA Sports. Uh, it's not. It's not EA Sports again. It's Electronic Arts and Codemasters Grid Legends. Coming well after this podcast, I posted. Oh, so next, I think next week will be race week, lah. One, uh, one, oh, two. Next week is race week. Two, two car related review, car games related reviews. <laughs> It, it's a good thing it's not a gauntlet then. <laughs> oh yeah, we skip that one for good reason. Nah. Uh, uh, good. A bullet dodge, as one said. <laughs> Alan? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, drop near the R4UPN on R. 
ER4 EP and whatnot. Uh, wait, uh, how does it? Uh, upcoming review the Asus ROG Phone 5S. And maybe like in a week or so, like next weekend. Okay, I think that's it. <laughs> Mac? And I have been Amirul Macronos Ashraf, M E C K R O N O S. Find me on Twitter there. Uh, as alluded earlier, a review for Gran Turismo 7 will be coming to GamerMatters.com uh, in the near future. Not uh, very soon, rather. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I have also played this one game called Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Ooh. We got a chance to re- preview that game. Uh, we didn't talk much about the podcast. We're going to save it until the game's out or something around that uh, around that time. So far, it's good. Interesting. Interesting loot, 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 loot shooter. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe March, uh, the end of March might be an interesting time for good video games. But we'll see. Uh, and that's it. That's it for this episode of Dialogue Lock the Gamer Matters Podcast. And... Get on the hash train. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Fast house. Fast house. Fast house. Choo choo on the fast house. <laughs> Get your fast house. Get your fast house pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.